This is the magic of compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's topic or question is how to deal with self-destructive tendencies. Well, self-destruction can look different for each person, so I'm just going to very, give a very basic definition that will hopefully help you recognize the signs. Uh, self-destruction can be any behavior, habit, or action that you're taking that is harmful to your well-being in some way. Uh, so if you're doing something that's harmful to your body, to your home, to your livelihood, to your relationships, or to your environment, that can be seen as self-destructive. Uh, of course, these behaviors can be unconscious or semi-conscious. So unconscious destructive behaviors include uh, things that you're not aware of that are harmful. You have no idea that it's actually hurting you. Uh, or there might be things that you're just not familiar with. So it could be that the world is not yet familiar with the dangers of this particular type of action. Uh, or it's something that you've come to believe is safe, but is actually not safe to be doing. Um, now, then there's the semi-conscious behaviors that are destructive. And I say semi-conscious because when you are watching yourself do these things and it feels like you're conscious uh, of harm that's being done, you might find that you're still compelled by some unconscious motivation or energy that's driving you to keep doing it or driving you to the point where you feel like you can't stop the behavior. Um, so whether it's an addiction or some other behavior that is not helpful to you but you feel like just compelled, then that's uh, semi-conscious because there's this an emotional or unconscious trigger that's driving you. Um, now, the reason why, and this is going to be a little bit maybe uh, surprising for, for some people to hear, the reason why we engage in self-destructive behaviors is because of survival mode. Now, that might sound completely counterintuitive. It might not make sense at first, but let me explain a little bit more. Um, well, even you might ask, why would anyone do something that's harmful if it's supposed to be for survival reasons? First of all, survival mode is triggered when you perceive some kind of threat or danger in your life. And of course, in this uh, spirit, uh, in, this, in this age, we are all um, you know, engaged in social media and news and we see all kinds of things that are going on that's being shared with us and, and we feel that sometimes that threat um, of what's going on. And so a lot of people get triggered into survival mode. And this, this mode is basically when we perceive a threat and it could be in, in the now, so it could be present right now or it could be imminent it could be something that is perceived as coming to us soon, um, and or it could be perceived as a consistent, uh, prevalent threat. Um, and that's obviously um, uh, one of the results of fighting a, ter a terrorism kind of mindset, is that it's just a state of constant terror, a constant threat. And that's what's generated by a lot of the, the, the political and economic news. So when we're in survival mode, what we're going to do is we're going to react by trying to take action that's going to either minimize pain and suffering or maximize your safety and ability to survive. So if you feel that you're in survival mode, you'll notice three types of reactions, defend, attack, or escape. Those are three very common reactions. Those are the action uh, statements. And so when we're in um, defense mode, then we'll say, why, how would self-destruction be a form of defense? Well, if you start engaging in self-defense, um, 
self-deprecation or uh, self-humiliation uh, examples are you know insulting yourself uh, that's that's a, a form of self-destructive behavior that you know can be very gentle and playful but at the heart of it it can be for protective reasons we might become a bit of a clown and do that so that no one takes us seriously so that we're not seen as a threat uh, or if we insult ourselves, then it prevents others from attacking us because we're already doing it. So that's kind of one example of self-defense coming from a bit of that self-destructive um, behavior. Um, self-destruction is also a form of attack because, um, well, why would attack be a form of survival? Well, when we attack ourselves, we are actually engaged in a, a form of self-empowerment because if we feel constantly threatened by the external world that someone's going to attack us, sometimes it feels more uh, empowering to be the one to say, no, I'm going to choose to attack myself before they can get to me. Um, and now that, that sounds, again, very strange and you might not, it might not make sense at first. So think about how um, we tend to self-sabotage ourselves in relationships or at work uh, if we have any fear that others are out to get us. So if you don't trust your partner or you don't trust your colleagues, then you might actually start engaging in very self-destructive behaviors in order to get fired or in order to quit so that you have been the chooser of your own downfall. So we tend to like to be in control even of our own self-destruction. Um, so we prefer to be the one that pulls the trigger than have someone else do it because it, that's more terrifying to have someone else undo us. So we tend to do self-sabotage as a way of controlling the downward spirals. At least I'm going to hurt myself um, my own way in my own time and that feels safer than having someone else come along and hurt me. And so that, that's how that attack comes in, how that is actually a form of survival. Now the last one is escape. How would self-destruction be a form of escape? Well, ultimately, self-destructive acts are a form of subconscious death wish. So if you are engaged in any harmful behaviors, there's some part of you that might be wanting to escape this reality by going closer towards death. And, and anyone who's ever been in that mode will understand what I'm talking about. Because when this world is perceived as a constant threat, sometimes the person might come to the conclusion that death is the only true escape from deep suffering and pain. And in order to escape, then you must start to degrade and erode the self. And so self-destructive behaviors are part of that pattern of going towards that door, that option. And it can feel strangely relieving um, and very uh, reassuring to feel that, yes, there is a way out if this world is really that terrible. And so those three modes are about survival, not destruction, even though on the surface it might appear like destruction. Now, I've gone into this deep uh, analysis of what self-destruction really is because what I want to give is three really concrete steps for you to take if you ever notice yourself or someone you care about going into self-destruction mode. First is by understanding that it is actually a survival mode, which means that you're actually just trying to reduce your pain and suffering and increase your ability to survive in some interesting way, then you realize that, wow, what I really want is to reduce pain and to survive and that this behavior is not actually about destruction. So first stage is to recognize that what you want is to actually help yourself. Even those behaviors are a form of survival and to remove the judgment. Second, ask what can I do that is more helpful than harmful right now because that is what I really want. I want to benefit my life, not harm. And to just recognize the truth 
Because uh, sometimes when we see ourselves going a downward spiral, we, spiral, we start to miss. Uh, we don't trust ourselves anymore. We start to question our ability to do good things, and so we must recognize that oh, we are capable, and that's actually what I want. And then the third thing you can do is the very thing that you have been very disappointed by in this life, the thing that is threatened, so it's beyond just your safety, it's something that's really beautiful, a vision of, of, of life in this, on this planet, uh, a vision of your life on this planet that has been desecrated at some point. So think about what that vision actually was. What are you mourning the loss of? And then devote all the more effort to its creation, to make it real in this lifetime. So for every disappointment that you've suffered, for every evidence that what you love is not uh, important or not real, redevote yourself to making it more real in your lifetime. And so that instead of going towards more cynicism, which is the precursor to self-destruction, go towards more devotion, right? So then devotion is not dependent on further evidence that this thing that you love is is real, it's more that you devote yourself to it. And so what is beautiful? What is really meaningful? What is the thing that you are mourning that you would love for it to truly exist? So if you're mourning the loss of compassion or you're mourning the loss of kindness in the world, then those are things that require your, your energy, your devotion. Um, so those three steps can help over turn and transform self-destructive behaviors because in the end you're just trying to survive and reduce pain. So here are some other ways to alleviate that pain that are more beneficial. I hope this has helped and join me next week with another life question that I've received. I hope that you'll send me your questions whenever you have, uh, have them and you can email me at treasures at littlewoo.org grow yourself as a creative and compassionate human being. Um, we are needed on this planet. Uh, magical humans do exist and at the heart of each person who's suffering is someone who is seeking healing and seeking a reunion with their true self. So I'd be honored to work with you and help you on that journey if you should ever need uh, some support. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one -on -one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love, 